Before we start this week's episode, I'd just like to do a little bit of a shout out to all of those listeners we have in Germany. Over half of our listeners seem to be listening from Deutschland. It's so exciting to be sitting here in Brisbane, Australia, and to see all the listeners and all the different locations across the world that they are tuning in from. So I'm going to trot out my very rusty German and say, Viel Spaß beim Lesen und vielen Dank für Zuhören. Deutschland? Es tut mir leid, mein Deutsch ist sehr schlecht. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash, Trash or, or Treasure with me, Kim. And me, Amy. Where we give you your spoiler-free recommendation for your next romantic read. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the Desperate Duchesses series by the prolific Eloisa James. She is prolific. She's very prolific. Like She's most, written a lot. Most series only have like three or four books in, not Eloisa James. No. There's six or seven in this, and then there's three additionals. There's six in the series proper and then three kind of spin-off about the next generation series. So endless, endless pleasure in reading. And she writes a bazillion novellas as well. I feel like Eloisa James is constantly writing. So, Amy, I am going to give you the challenge, (laughs) six books, no less, to give, I'm hoping that because there are six books, you can't possibly spoil them because there's so much <laughs> plot. So in six books, can you give us a spoiler-free but detailed enough that people know what's going on summary of the Desperate Duchesses series? Go. Oh, I'm very stressed about this. The Desperate Duchesses series follows, unsurprisingly, a group of duchesses. Incorrect. Carry on. Interestingly, well, some of them are duchesses and some of them are aspiring to be duchesses, not necessarily through any means of their own. Some of them start out as duchesses at the start of their books and some of them become duchesses by the end of their books. That's what I said. It's set in... Sorry about that weird sound. It is like raining hard here at the moment. So the weird gutters outside are making some kind of weird drumming sound. Carry on. This is set in... 1780s, 1770s, it's not Regency, it's Georgian era, late Georgian. So the role of women in society was a bit more, um, I don't want to say open, but the morality was slightly different from what you'd be familiar with if you read a lot of Regency novels. Yes. So the women are a bit more audacious or outgoing. Yeah, they were a bit more vocal and a little bit more... uh, heard as well as seen i suppose Mm. but in a very social sense not in like a political or business no absolutely not so there's a sort of central character Gemma, who is married to a duke the marriage is very clearly at the very beginning of the first book desperate duchesses isn't going well she's returned from essentially a self-imposed exile on the continent for several years Seven. seven she's come back to london to try and in some way, shape, or form reconcile. So you're sacked. (laughs) Fine. It's not for She's trying to reconcile. Okay, over six books, six women who are all coexisting in society at this time. Society is I'm never doing a spoiler-free recap ever again. Society (laughs) is being, you won't be allowed, they're being led by Gemma, who is married to a duke, one of the dukes. Elijah. And so... 
she is just the most popular person in London at the time. So she sets the scene for fashion. She sets what is fashionable. She sets who is fashionable. She has outrageous parties Absolutely. and like that. She has the greatest clothing. She is the most audacious and the most attractive and the most she has so many male friends etc etc so she's just like queen bee but as we discover over the course of the sixth book she's also really nice and tends to adopt and take under her wing a whole bunch of other young women who are emerging in society at the time yes and what is not a spoiler but is that a lot of these people might have had husbands who've since passed away, so they're widows, yeah. or they might be estranged, or yeah, some so of them are single. One of the things that is unique about this series, and is kind of a hats off to Eloisa James, is that each of her characters are in a different place. So for the six women who are in each of the six books, they all we see all of them kind of over the whole course of the series. The series kind of happens semi-concurrently, so some books are happening at the same time as, as other books. Mm. So you do kind of need to read them in order. But some of them are, and a lot of them actually, like more than half, are already married at the start of their stories. Yes. And they're either married but their marriage has fallen apart or they're married but... It was a marriage of convenience. Yes, or it was a marriage. One of them, I think the fifth book, is a marriage by proxy as a child. Yes. So she's been married since she was a child but she's never met her husband. So it makes them a bit more mature. So I would say that about the Desperate Duchesses. It is, I think, they are in general more mature love stories. They're they're older women. Yes. They're not like 40s. They all got married when they were sort of early 20s or things like that. Yeah, or late teens. The first book, which is called, as I said before, I was sacked from doing spoiler-free recaps, is called Desperate Duchesses, and it follows. Gemma is a significant character in it, so she her story appears in a lot of, I'd say, the first four or five books. But that's because Gemma is, like I said, she is the leader of She's the Ton, and her husband is the leader of the man Ton. He's also very political, so he's yes. the leader of politically the first book follows a character called roberta who is she i think she just mostly lies doesn't she she's very distantly distantly related to Gemma, and she comes to the city because her father's this um doesn't realize how scandalous he is but is a, a poet who keeps hooking up with like actresses and she just sort of wants to have her own life so she comes and becomes Gemma's proxy because she wants to get married and that first Desperate Duchess's story is about Roberta. If you're wondering why this is a bit jumpy, it's because there have been a lot of spoilers that have had to be edited out. We're doing a lot of editing. <laughs> so, all right, six Des- books. Desperate Duchesses is number one. Roberta and Gemma. And an introduction to the cast of characters, the women yes. who are all friends, who will then be having their own books in throughout the series of six. And the thing we like about it is we meet them all at the start yeah. in Desperate Duchesses. Yes. And they all, well, not all, but most of them already have a husband or have had a husband who's died or whatever. So they are all, it's, it's less about finding love and it's more about finding happiness as a series, I would say. You do it through love, but they are, not necessarily about finding a man to marry. It's about... No, they're, they're sort of untangling the situations yeah. that they are in and trying to... Fall in love again, maybe, yeah, or, or... F- 
or come to terms with each other in like a working out how to communicate or whatever. Yeah. So De- Desperate Duchesses sees the first get married off quite cleverly. She's new to London. Who is, is it? Roberta. Roberta. Is the she's a country bumpkin. Her dad's called the Mad Marquis. That's and right. He's, he um, writes raunchy poetry. Not necessarily raunchy, just lengthy and mediocre. Oh, that's right. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. and he's known for like, a, a cartoon is made showing him dropping to his knees and delivering a poem to her and bursting into tears at yes. some point. So she's like so embarrassed and is like, is I just need to disconnect myself from my dad and be my own person and I have to do that through getting married. So just Gemma the queen bee. takes Roberta yes. under her wing. Gemma has a one of, I don't know whether you'd call him a protege, but one of the things that Gemma has done is she has allowed her brother, who has his own scandal about him, to live with her. He has mm. a son but there is no wife or it's a mystery who the mother is of the child. And she lets her nephew and her brother live in the townhouse with them. There's also in the first desperate book, Desperate Duchesses, we get introduced to the Duke of Villiers and he is quite a significant character throughout the series. He is very fashionable and he is Gemma's best friend almost. They, They are very good friends. They're good friends society questions whether that's all they are yes and their friendship is based on an obsessive love of chess and that's sort of one of the things that you probably will notice in some eloisa james books if you delve further is that there's like a thing there's yeah, like a there's theme often a, yes it I, might be shakespeare yeah or it might be so in these books chess awful is a one big... god awful series it was fairy tales Oh, my God. I enjoyed some of the books in that series. I had difficulty with the fairy tale series, I'll be honest. Okay, so it's hard to say much more about the subsequent books or the plots of the subsequent books without making it spoilers. I think we need to transition to recommendation. Okay. Kimberly, would you recommend the Desperate Duchesses series? Yes and no. Okay. This is interesting as a response. So one of the things I really like about the series is that the women are older and it's about trying to recapture or not even recapture. It's about there's a, I think there's a love that you find and it's beautiful and you like reading about them where it's your first major love or you find it when you're young or you find it and it's the first time that it's going to be your forever love air quotes intended kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that's when you kind of fall in love for the first time in this really big major life-changing way but it's not the whole story and it's not always the end when the curtain falls on them having some honeymoon kiss or whatever and lots of romance novels delve into then what happens in that marriage uh, immediately afterwards but the desperate duchesses does something that very few series is set this far in the past do which is they look at a marriage when it's maybe 10 years in so Gemma's marriage the main kind of chick in this hers is book five I think Mm. and that's what hers is about that her marriage broke down quite early on and so many years later after a lot of water under the bridge and a lot of resentment and a lot of miscommunication huge huge misunderstanding absolutely like how do we find our way back to each other I think that was refreshing for me I really liked it so yes I would recommend it and also no because there are some books in the series that are really like that and I really enjoy them and then there are other books in the series that are more about finding that kind of first love for the first time whatever and I just kind of didn't 
I didn't love them as much. I don't think you have to read all of them. No. would be my point, I guess. I don't think they don't really depend on each other. So I would recommend book one, which is Desperate Duchesses. I would not recommend book two, which is An Affair Before Christmas. I would recommend Duchess by Night, which is the one where she dresses up like a man to go to a big soiree like man party. I don't know what it was about that book. I just really liked it. It was stupid. It is stupid, but I did really enjoy it. I would not really recommend When the Duke Returns, which is we got married by, when, proxy. by proxy when she was a child and then he spent the next 20 years on the continent and she just waited for him to come back. That just really irritated me. Mm. And I just don't know. Yeah, I just I just couldn't. I didn't buy in in the end. I was like, this is ridiculous. Book five is Gemma's book, This Duchess of Mine, and I would highly recommend that. Really loved it. And book six then is A Duke of Her Own. And that one is actually about a love story or the love story of Villiers, mm. who is uh, Gemma's best friend. And I really liked that too because I really liked their friendship and their kind of story all the way through. So I guess that's most of them. So I suppose yeah. on balance, yes, I would recommend the series on balance. I would just skip what book two and book four. I would recommend quite similarly. Mm-hmm. I would recommend particular ones in the series. My favourite is that first book, yeah, Desperate right. Duchesses. I really enjoyed it. It had a lot of humour in it and I really liked the character of Roberta because she she was embarrassed by her father but fundamentally she was who she was and she was okay with that. Yeah. And she and the hero in that story are quite fun characters. They're a fun little pair. They're a yeah. really fun pair and I really enjoyed that. And it's another one where it's actually more of a friendship yeah, and I love friends. the ones that start as friends. When I really friends. enjoy that. And you yeah. know that they just, they so even whatever happens in the end, they're still friends. Yeah. I also really enjoyed her father. Whenever he appeared, I just loved that character because he was so ridiculous. They, the second one about the Christmas one, I, look, no. I'm going to admit, if I'm not grasped in the first few chapters I'll do a skim oh yeah and see I don't this was a skimmer for me see I don't I will slog it out to the very end of the book so I can tell you from a slogged out read I did not love it like I'll skim and if bits jump out at me I'm like oh okay that actually sounds good then I'll go back and I'll slow down and I'll proper read it Duchess by Night you recommended it I thought it was stupid I didn't like her she was irritating she appeared a whole bunch of times. She did appear a whole in bunch the in previous the previous novels, yeah. and I just thought she was like annoying the whole time. Yeah, really irritating. So because yeah. I had, I came into the third book finding her irritating. Absolutely, and thinking, why do I have to spend a whole book with and this woman? His character wasn't enough to pay off my irk fair with her. Yeah, fair. And also that whole sort of like disguise thing just I love makes a me inwardly. <laughs> Oh, God. The proxy one, he annoyed me because I didn't like him because why has he been away for so long? It's yeah, it so... was not well enough explained. Like, it's like, well, now I'm here. Yeah, that's great. Oh, you're really attractive. I regret being away. Yes, that's exactly what and it was. also the era meant there was actually, provided she had a chaperone, there was nothing stopping her going travelling. Yes. Or going and having her own adventures. She didn't have to sit there and wait for And him. that's been set up in some of the previous books because yes. Jenna does have her own adventures. Yes. And the one who disguises herself as a man has her own adventures. Mm-hmm. So why didn't Isadora in this book do that? So it just was like it yeah. grated 
The Duchess of Mine was awesome. I cried a lot. I always cry. Do you cry in romance novels or is it just a me thing? It's more of a you thing. I cry in Francesca by oh, Julia. That's, Quinn. yeah, I cry like if there's a moment. If, I, is, if you have designed a moment where you want someone to cry, I will do that for you in a romance novel. This Duchess of Mine was awesome. I think it happens at the right time in the series because Agreed. in the first book, didn't like Elijah. I liked yeah, Gemma, right. but it took me quite some time to get warming up to Elijah because he was just a prat in that first book, mm-hmm. which is what they want you to Yeah, that's think. how you're supposed to feel. I would say the same about having Villiers be the final book in the series because oh, I took, did not like him. And it took, it took me, me a long time. And I actually needed... It actually took me half of that book, <laughs> most of that book, to be like, oh, I guess you're okay. Because he was just like... Mine was Gemma's oh. book. By the end of book five, I did. I wanted him to find something happy for him as well he he yeah he does have some ups and downs mm. throughout the series but gosh i could read i could read this duke of mine again too i could read desperate, desperate duchesses. duchesses didn't cry in desperate duchesses it was really entertaining a duke of orion it was good some really irritating characters in there absolutely but the irritating characters get the correct comeuppance yeah I'm just conscious of the the time I said in the podcast, a good time girl. And, um, that was we ridiculous, were like, though. What when did, that when did you go back to the 1930s? So no, come up and scissor is a the right phrase. People okay, good. That. So overall, I totally recommend the series. I don't think you need to read all six books. The ones in the middle, the middle three for me, yeah. two, three, and four, I didn't. By doing my skim, I don't feel that I missed too much. No, absolutely I not. I pull, still pull out the key things. So if you're like, if you've got a bit of FOMO from skipping bits in a series, then just skim two, three, four, five, six, and one. Really good. Agreed. One and five, the best. Six Agreed. is good to conclude it. I've started, as in I have purchased. Have you really? The um, Yeah, they were on sale. Oh. Three weeks with Lady X. Four Nights with the Duke and Seven Minutes in Heaven. I'm just having a little bit of a blocker by the fact that the first the male character in Three Weeks with Lady X is called Thorn. Oh no! Once I get over that, I will read those. That and is another. Back. That is another piece of feedback for Eloisa James. Names. One book. His name was Piers, and Tarquin. Tarquin, Tarquin always Tarquin. reminds me of that like Glory. ancient Roman character who was like evil, and oh. then didn't they defeat him when they created the Republic? That's something to do with Roman history in Tarquin. So not vital. Not to vital. the world. No, sorry. I digress. <laughs> Refocusing. <laughs> in summary, we do recommend the Desperate Duchesses series by Eloisa James. It is definitely worth your time, particularly bits uh, those bits that were mentioned, and it's just sort of more grown up. Yeah, and I did like the change of era. I liked the change of era because and I liked the change of kind of life focus, like what the point in the lives of the people we were spending yeah, some time with. Because I'll say that most most of the Regency stuff that we've read, they never get, they, they never, I don't think any of them, they start married. They might start betrothed, they might get married halfway through. Yeah, they but might it's get very even, rare. Some that of them they get married, married. Some of them get married even in the first, you know, three chapters. But it's about, early marriage yes rather always than, about early marriage than yeah. as time goes on so yeah recommend i think you'll yeah. really enjoy reading them one five and six so does that bring us to the end of yet I another episode it certainly does thank you so much for spending some time with us and enjoy your next romantic read we'll see you next time bye bye
And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.